You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we have authentic conversations about sex and relationships, moving you from problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo, a relationship and sex therapist. My guest today is Aisha Madden. Aisha Madden is a um, is an educator, uh, a mom friend, uh, a creative, a content creator over at More Than a Mama series. She really spends her time passionately empowering and encouraging moms on how to show up authentically in life and in their relationships. In our conversation today, we talk about the changes that occur after a baby shows up. We talk about the, the emotional and physical intimacy changes when a baby shows up. We get real and authentic around the fact of what, what, what are the expectations and the limiting beliefs that arise from just being a mom and just being present with your partner and really what to expect. Join me for this conversation. Sometimes we're not always prepared for the changes that come with having a baby. You are excited. Uh, you've been looking forward to it. And maybe you've been trying for a long time now to get to, to conceive and to have a child. And now you have the child and really nothing really prepares you to having a child. Things begin to change. Uh, emotional and physical intimacy after baby changes. Relationship changes after baby it's real. It happens for moms. It affects dad. It affects kids. It affects moms. It affects relationship. Aisha, can we can we just start talking about um, let's start talking about the reality of what happens when a baby shows up? Like, how does it when a baby shows up in a relationship? What happens? What are we looking at? I think when a baby comes into a relationship or a family unit, um, it they uproot everything. Um, I think they uproot who you used to be, um, who you tried not to be, and they also help you to become who you should be. So I think it's like a total, it's kind of like a twister, if you will. It kind of spins everything around and exposes you a little bit, but also makes you the best version of yourself you've ever been at the same time. So it's like a, a perfect storm. I like that phrase, the best version of yourself. Because sometimes we tend to think of the sleepless nights, Mm -hmm. the conflict that happens. And we think that you're spiraling down Mm. to a deep, dark place. And am I even going to be able to bounce back after this? Um, So you are a new couple. um, You're in your early 20s or you have your baby in your late 30s or mid 30s. Or maybe you have your baby in your 40s. What are some of the exact things that you can expect to change in your relationship? Um, definitely your independence. Um, whereas before you could just get up and go wherever you wanted to go, you can expect that it's going to take a lot more effort for you to do those things, or you just don't have the time or your schedule is kind of dependent upon the little one that's now here. Um, I think that was the biggest one for me that my independence was like snatched for a little bit of time (laughs) in the beginning. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, this is a lot. Um, also, Another change, just the amount of time you have or the mm. amount of time you thought you had. But in, a, in actual, actually, in another way, it 
it makes your time it makes you more productive when you have less time at least for so me focus it did. happens because i can't believe like some of the times i used to w- waste <laughs> like not doing what i was supposed <laughs> to do now i cannot like now i cannot but i find i get so much more done so yeah your time is different and you gotta schedule you gotta get things in line you don't have time to just be laying around like not doing anything <laughs> it is never a dull moment um is laying around even an option no maybe after the kids go to sleep but laying around during the day or whatever time they're up you're not laying around let's just say that um yeah. so yeah time your independence and probably your relationships change and i'm not just yeah. talking about the relationship with your partner i'm talking about yeah your community your relationship with your friends who don't have kids um your relationship with your parents because now maybe you want to parent in a different way than they parented you and that could cause some clash there so i think generally your relationships change some for the better and others you may have to just reevaluate their um importance in your life and how close you want to keep some people to you and i think over time it will reveal itself for who you need to really be close to in this uh transition in your life so some of these changes are actually supposed to be expected and yeah you that you need to normalize that change is going to happen i'm thinking when if you before you had kids or you used to hang out with people that would stay late Mm-hmm. Uh, until 10 p.m. and then you would exit but now it's like okay we 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 got we got to go home kids got to go to bed at eight yeah or something like that that changes and uh you shouldn't be feeling bad after that as a couple mm-hmm. uh, uh and i think that speaks to boundaries yeah you got to call out some people like no nah, we're not coming because it's too late for us no you can come visit us it, yeah just drop by at 8 p.m it's it just doesn't work yeah. like that mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is it um the boundaries portion of being able to protect your relationship after the baby has happened? Um, what are some things that a couple can consider in trying to make sure that they 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 move on into the next phase of their life? Well, yeah. For for I guess to make it easier for them is that they agree on some non-negotiables um because if some like you mentioned some of the examples you mentioned some of the examples of well we can't come for the because the baby has to go to sleep i've said that several times people have said oh no they'll be okay just stay later and we're like no that's a non-negotiable for us um and people may clown you or they laugh or whatever else but at the end of the day you are the one that's going to be with this child all the time um so you need to definitely have a conversation on your non-negotiables what are those boundaries and stick to them one person can't be wavering it's like oh well maybe this time and it's like wait <laughs> we already discussed <laughs> we, this we already had a conversation that's if you had the conversation well, that's if you had it because if you didn't then you're that's, another that's story. the conversation right there in front of everybody and you don't want to have to wait until you're in front yeah. of everybody to figure out wait because then people are like oh well they don't seem like they want to do it and it's just a whole lot of things going on um so set those boundaries make sure you have that conversation and expect that people are not going to agree with them but that's yeah. okay. And that's okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's crucial. I like the piece of uh, having the conversation before or you'll be forced to have the conversation in front mm. of people. Mm-hmm. And that makes for an awkward moment yep. when somebody saying, let's stay in somewhere and say, no, uh, let's go home. It sounds like the other person doesn't want to hang out mm-hmm. or the other person is a party pooper. And when you get home, that's going to be another conversation yep. that the two of you are going to be confl- having conflict around. Like, so I wanted to go home, but what was that about? Yeah. And, it causes you to be kind of divided. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm imagining if your kids are actually grown up, kids can pick up on this mm-hmm. difference. It's like, okay, if we want this, we got to go and mm-hmm. push this button. I, yeah. We, changes of the baby affects um, emotions physically and psychologically. There's a piece about mental health that we don't often talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk a little bit about that mental health piece of how it affects a couple, how it affects a dad, how it affects a mom, mental health. How does it show up? What does it look like? So I'm first going to say this, that postpartum depression does not just happen to women. Mm. I think that needs to be known Real talk. that yeah. men yeah. also go through postpartum depression um, and men also go through changes as well in a different realm but still it's still hard um especially for the men i will speak for the men and my husband has particularly said that he does didn't know exactly how to help and for in some ways i didn't know exactly how i needed help so it was a it was a big thing for us to try to come together and see okay so what exactly can we do we had to work through that together um the mental health aspect, first of all, let's talk about how these other things can contribute. You're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sleeping, if you're having a lack of sleep, that triggers your mental health, that triggers your cognitive ability. Um, so that's one thing. The expectations placed on you, motherhood mm-hmm. or fatherhood, um, still personal. expectations, personal, internal. You're Mm. expecting yourself to do things. Um, Just a huge shift, a major change in your life. All of these are risk factors for mental health. These are things that are compounded until they reach that height and it's full-blown depression, it's anxiety because boom, 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 you've been hit with kind of a triple or quadruple threat, if you will, um, because it's all new. And new, yeah. we know that a lot of people um, struggle with change and transition. I'm one of them. So when a major transition happens in my life, I know I'm probably going to be a little bit more anxious than if I am on a random Tuesday. I know yeah. if I'm moving or if I'm starting a new job or something is happening in my life that, yeah, it's going to maybe cause me not to sleep because I'm so anxious about it. Then it's kind of like a... It compounds, as I said before, like these are things that kind of stack up and some of these things we can't help. We can't really help the sleep early on. And if we don't have that toolkit and those things helping us or the family unit that we've talked about before, the village around helping us, um, it's a recipe for our mental health to decline. Yeah. The, the, the other The other piece that's quite interesting about that is that we don't really talk about the dad side of things mm-hmm. with mental health. Yeah. We focus on the mom, rightfully so. They've gone through some significant changes. They've 
uh, they have a human that was created in their tummy mm-hmm. and significant changes. But dads too, not necessarily being speaking as a dad and playing at victim, so to speak. But it's real for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have no clue what to yeah. do. And sometimes you're just lazy as a dad. Well, let's, let's just be real well, with we're it. We're going to keep uh, it 100. <laughs> let's keep it real. It's like, okay, I, this is a lot. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. And you look for those escapes. You want to help your person, but it can be heavy. Yeah. And I don't think we sit with the fact that it's affecting me mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep pushing. And sometimes it can be frustrating on, 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 on the mom too. Yeah. And we know that when the mom is frustrated, stressed and anxious, Breast milk is not coming. Yes. Um, even how they relate with the child mm-hmm. when the child is crying. Because a, a mom's nervous system can 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 be married with the child. So mm-hmm. when the mom is calm, it helps the child to yep. be calm. So if you're anxious too, the baby just gets anxious and it's just a domino effect mm-hmm. from there. Um, it can be significantly huge and big. Now, I'm wondering... Does it start after the baby is born or possibly the, the, the things were before the baby was born and now the baby has just brought them to light? I think it can happen in both areas. I will speak from my personal opinion. So before I kind of had like a euphoric feeling, like when I was pregnant, I was just so excited and happy. I did have my moments when I was like, man, can I really be a mom? Like, am I really mm. cut out for it? But it was just moments. So until the baby came, I was pretty much like, oh, this is exciting. And maybe in a way, a bit naive because I didn't really prepare myself mentally for what was coming. Um, my husband did. He read the books. Mm. He did all the mm. things that he mm. could do. And I'm like, well, I don't want to <laughs> read that. Like, I, I'm just excited. And I'm happy. So I don't suggest that you do what I do. Um, I suggest <laughs> that you listen to this podcast again. Go back and listen to it and listen to what I'm saying right now is that we need to prepare for what is likely to happen. I'm not going to say it happens to everyone, but it's likely that you will have some type of experience where your mental health declines. Um, so, yeah, for me before it was, oh, happy, like it's going to be great. Excited. Then the first six weeks I was still on that high. And then after six weeks, what my uh, counselor told me and my therapist, she said, after six weeks, those hormones and those things that you had, like all that bubbly feeling decline. And so that's Mm. when that decline happened for me. And the reality hit me full blown. But I didn't know that before. Mm. I think it would have been helpful if I knew not saying it's going to just totally absorb like um totally let me skip some parts of the situation mm-hmm. but if i wasn't as i think naive in the situation i would have been like oh okay i knew this is going to happen and so now i can better be like okay this is normal this is something yeah. that's going to happen and maybe just knowing that would give me that okay this is going to happen this is to be expected um but i'm going to move forward but also giving myself grace to go through this and feel all the feels, have all the emotions, because trying to run away from it is a whole nother problem in and in of itself. Yeah. You can't plan for a baby, but you can have those parameters yeah. in the, for the future that, hey, you know what, this is how I'm going to work my time. 
um there's a possibly the changes that i can expect mm-hmm. and sometimes not everything that you no. read is going to be relevant for you yeah um you may read a book that was written by an indian no hate or shade on mm-hmm. them i read the book that was written by a white person no shade mm-hmm. on them and you are asian and sometimes your family structure and everything around you just doesn't fit that and maybe yeah. you're black you're reading a book by an asian sometimes it doesn't, doesn't fit that so it's learning how to get those principles around that and be able to build those, 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 those set up a plan. Yeah. Could we say that a plan? Yeah. Kind of work out a plan. A mental like health plan. Mental health plan. Okay. So you don't plan for a baby, but I think you plan uh, for a baby. A diff- Sorry. I hear. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So you can, you the mental health, you can't plan for a baby really. I think our listeners get You can that. prepare. You can, you can prepare, but yeah. the mental health plan, you can actually make some mm-hmm. moves and say, hey, when I have the baby, I'm going to take an hour to go see my counselor. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to do, make sure I do this, X, Y, and Z. And even if you have a counselor, say, I would like to come up with a plan for how I'm going to navigate postpartum. Can you help me? You pay your therapist. Uh, hey, make it work. Put it to work. Yeah. <laughs> Put it to work. So... Make them worry. No, I love Make that. Em. Yeah, I'm, I just yeah. came up with that. But yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> hey, somebody's going to use it. <laughs> use it, use it. Put your therapist to work. But seriously, um, educate yourself on the changes and I guess just the transitions mentally, the drop in hormones, when you expect these things, like what's in the breast milk, what helps to produce it, like those type of things you're going to want to know. But definitely try to get into, you know, all those different layers that come after baby comes mentally, what you can expect mentally, because we are going to have down days, we are going to have times where we're frustrated, but it'd be helpful if we know, oh, this is normal. You know, not like saying it, oh, it's like, forget about it but oh you know i'm not the only one going through this right there's right, other yeah. moms who go through this and they've made it out and i'm going to make it out too that helps with the mindset if you go in with that mindset you're going to be able to navigate the place the, the interesting that you uh, thing you, you mentioned on in preparing yourself often couples or moms or dads start looking into finding community after the baby has come mm. But I think it's more crucial to find a community before. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need to engage, but just follow through what the community is talking about. Yeah. You may even get some discounts and some stuff that you need to buy yeah. and prepare for. So getting into those communities and following what they're saying and what happened for them and the experiences. And maybe somebody may post something that's relevant for you who's talking about families now close by. Yeah. Or somebody who's saying, hey, we used to struggle with this. Or maybe it was infertility. And then you can start kind of following them, building that so that it can help you anticipate what's going to happen afterwards. Um, there's another change that occurs. There's a psychological change. There is the emotional um, and the physical intimacy mm-hmm. change. Uh, I, start, I differentiate between intimacy and sex, but I just want to get into that umbrella uh, of intimacy. Um, how does intimacy change? Uh, when a couple has a baby. Yeah. So I think when I think of intimacy, I think of a deep connection um, with someone. So I'm not just going to have intimacy with random people out on the street. I'm not going to have mm-hmm. intimacy with some people I see sometimes. Um, 
but I need to have intimacy with my partner. Um, mm. That is a need and that is necessary before sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need yeah, to be able yeah. to have that connection before you're able to move forward and express that connection. Um, so let's talk about that reality because when do I have the time to do that? Um, when baby's here and we're both not <laughs> sleeping, we're how do we still make time? Stressed. Stressed. How do we still make time for ourselves? And you, I think we need to get creative. <laughs> we need to use our creative brains and try to come up with different ways that work for us. I kind of mentioned um, before how you could just go for a walk, let the baby sleep. And when the sleep baby sleep, there you go. That's your intimacy for the day. That's your time. Um, soon as baby goes down, that's something that we've kind of implemented as well. If baby is down, we're going to take this next 30 to however many minutes we have. And let's talk about this. It's not about it's time to bond. Yeah. Quantity is about quality, friends. Yeah, so say that again. Yeah. Because you don't have, maybe we don't have an hour. Because that's a change too. Because yeah. before you used to have a whole day, no, a whole weekend. And we don't have whole days and whole weekends anymore, but we got to do what we can with the time we have. So when I say creativity, I mean seriously. Um, Sometimes we have had date night here in our living room. We didn't have a babysitter. We didn't trust anybody early on. We didn't have any family there. So we celebrate our anniversary right here at the dining room table. We got some candles from Valorama. We ordered in. Made it work. And we shut the lights off and we were at a candle at dinner. Like, we were here. (laughs) So that's why I mean creativity. Like, you, you have to do what you can with what you got. And you don't need much money to do it to make it nice. You could be eating McDonald's together if that's okay for you. Hey, and put the light candle on. <laughs> and it's like gourmet, okay? So you just got to use your imagination, be flexible, be creative um, with some in-home date ideas. Man, you're giving me so many things to like post about. <laughs> hey, hey, do it. This this is, this is the brain is working. Oh, I my like goodness. This. Yeah. This and it's it. funny because as you're talking about this... Um, I like what Dave Ramsey says. Dave Ramsey says, act your wage. Wow. When a baby comes, um, there is a drop in income on one partner. So you don't have the money that you used to have before. Or if you did or however your benefit plans worked out. Um, but still that money is going somewhere else. Yeah. It's like acting your own wage. The real thing that you really need is your partner. Yeah. You don't need the other fancy stuff. Yeah, they're spice out there. They're not the real thing. The only thing that you need present is your partner. And if we mm. take put that into perspective, it means that you can have multiple 30 minutes or 10 minutes or two minutes yeah. quality time and conversations that you can actually have as you're going through this, uh, this experience. The, 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 the physical intimacy side mm-hmm. changes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, dads to be and moms to be, um, what do they need to know about all of this navigating these new changes? Okay, you guys might not like this, but just listen up. Listen up and hear me <laughs> out. Let's go there. I think you need to schedule things. Yeah. <laughs> you schedule everything else. And we don't have just, oh, well, I'm free for two hours here. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. And sometimes (laughs) it's good. I'm not going to tell you. It's good to be spontaneous. But sometimes and most times we can't be. Um, So schedule. 
schedule intimacy time schedule sex i know you're probably like oh that that takes the fun out of it but you can get excited it's coming thursday at 8 p.m it's monday but you're like thursday is coming like the excitement the anticipation right so that is still some things but i think you should schedule things until you're able to um or maybe just keep it scheduled but until you're able to kind of be a bit more flexible with that so i i think for a while it needs to be scheduled i know some people are like oh man it takes the fun out of it but it could still be fun when you really think about it um intimacy or sex has always been scheduled in a couple's relationship mm. those who've had sex with before they even got married you would say hey i'm coming over to your house yep that was a schedule mm-hmm. uh when you got married hey it's a weekend where are we going that was part of the schedule. Mm. You'd used to go ahead and buy candles. You used yeah. to go for ladies who would buy lingerie mm-hmm. or whatever, however they prepare. That was actually scheduling yeah. it. So I think we need to normalize the idea of maybe the word schedule is the one that doesn't sound a little bit. Plan. Is that yeah, better? Plan, plan. Or maybe this is a get it in the program. Whatever your program yeah. is. <laughs> yes, right. You can make it whatever name you want to make it. If scheduling is like, uh, then come up with another word besides schedule. Get yeah, get it yeah. in the program. Fit it, fit it in. Get it in where you fit in. I don't know. Anything. You guys can come up with your own title. <laughs> let, let's, let's go back a little bit. You, you kind of unpack that a little bit more because um, sometimes intimacy is used synonymously with sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back and unpack this idea of intimacy. What is intimacy? What can it look like? Or you kind of touched on a little bit. You said a, a deep bonding. Um, unpack that a little bit more. When we say intimacy, what is that? So I think what it has been for me is that I can fully be transparent and honest about how I'm feeling in that present moment. So it's not about just us getting together and having formalities. Like Mm. I want the conversation between us to be deep. I want us to, you know, get down to the root of the issue. I need my partner to be like, okay, well, this is what you're saying do you think this could be X, Y, and Z? Or I need us to have a conversation. I need to be honest and authentic in what I have to say and be able to feel that I'll be received and accepted for being my authentic self. I think that's what is the driver for intimacy is that, you know what, when we come together, I can let my hair down. I can really Mm -hmm. be who I am Mm -hmm. with you. You're my safe space. And so we can also get, personal but we can also get deep and try to help each other grow to me that that is a big thing for me because i don't want to stay the same i don't think any of us should and we need someone who's going to challenge us who's going to call us out a little bit and stretch us a little bit um with that but we also need to talk about our relationship um during those intimacy moments i'll give you guys something that my husband and i do we do Mm check-ins so how are we doing how are we doing are this we? week? Yeah, How am I doing? Yeah. Is there something that you need more from me? Because we can't be mind readers and we don't know what's going on. So we got to check in. Like, is there something else we can do this week? Oh, we haven't been on a date for a while. We need to try to get the babysitter. Let's go out. Let's just have a time where we can be together. So it's also 
like a, a check-in time, but it's also a time to be completely vulnerable and exposed because it's better that you get to do that before because when you actually have sex with that person that you are connected with and you share this deep conversation and time with, it's just a celebration. That's that's just like the outpouring of what happened in conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's from what I'm hearing, it sounds like um, you cannot talk intimacy without talking growth. Yes. Growth, physically growth, emotionally growth, sexually. Um, it's a bad idea to think intimacy is equals to sex. Mm-hmm. That'll set you up on the wrong path. So it begins with that conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about our rituals of connection. Let's talk about extended family. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about our finances. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, talking about all of those things, it actually helps relieve stress because sometimes when you're busy with the child, all of those things are running in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, babies grow. Like in a yeah. month, you're changing clothes, you're mm-hmm. buying diapers, and a whole lot of changes are happening yeah. so fast. And if you don't talk about those changes and the growth that's happening in your space, that that can get a little bit hard for the two of you. Um, obviously, with the baby that's coming up, um, uh, it affects dad differently. It affects mom differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do moms need to understand and accept and normalize for them? And what do dad needs to understand about sex negotiation? Hmm. So repeat that again for me. I want to make sure I answer so for correctly. Mo- for moms. Yeah. For moms, they, they've just had a baby. Yes. Doctor tells you uh, no sex for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and for dads, it's they didn't have a baby, so to speak, mm-hmm. and their desires and everything is different. For moms, uh, they're feeling guilty. Probably they're looking at a Facebook post or Instagram post where somebody's posting and they're thinking, okay, am I failing as a mom? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does a mom need to accept and uh, accept about their situation mm-hmm. sexually? What does a dad need to understand about this role of sex in their relationship, the sex negotiation piece? Okay, so I think moms need to understand that it's going to take a little bit of time for you to um, get back. And I wouldn't even say get back. I think your sexual relationship with your partner could possibly change. Um, And that's okay. And that's okay. Um, But you need to take it slow. You need to take it slow. um, Because a lot of women I know personally and myself are scared about sex for the first time after having a baby because what in the world like a whole lot has happened and we don't know how it's gonna be and it can be awkward um after you had the baby because you're questioning your mind am i still attractive Uh, i don't even feel the best so so the limiting beliefs come in for you yeah yeah and so that can get you stuck in your head where you're not even present for these type of moments, right? So I think, first of all, you need to try as best to get out of your head and trust that your partner is still in love with you, probably even that much more because you just gave them the best gift you could have ever given them, right? (laughs) And so I wish, yeah. And I, I hope they receive that and also can feel that from their partner, even if they are not feeling it. 
Right. right. So the limiting beliefs are real. Asking yourself, am I attractive? Um, what is this going to be like? Do they find me attractive? Mm-hmm. So those are limiting beliefs and they're real. And we just need to sit with that and accept that, you know what, it's real. But we don't have to stay there. Yeah. So what does a dad need to know? What does a partner need to know? I think in the beginning, uh, dads need to just really be affirming. Affirming. affirming of just Unpack that what a little bit more. we are doing um we're as i just said we're always questioning like am i doing well or mm. you know am i doing enough it's probably a big one and so just your partner saying you're doing an awesome job you're an awesome mom like right. i appreciate everything you're doing for our household i know it's hard but i see you like those things will make you like yes <laughs> it's like i've been asking myself that I'm question and you going. Just that? i will go All another right. day yeah like i'll go another day because you believe in me it doesn't matter really what anybody else believes because you're here with me in the trenches like i need to know i need to know from you more than anybody else because somebody else would tell me oh you're doing an awesome job but okay thanks you just saw me here what five minutes like 10 minutes i mean you see that but my partner they know they know the real ins and outs so i would think just be affirming just try your best and even though we're in our heads and sometimes we're not trying to hear it trust me it means the world to us to know that you see that we're seen because that's another aspect that we feel like we kind of become invisible. It's all about the child. And uh, so that's another do aspect. Exist? Do I exist yeah. or am I just the milkmaid? Am I just, you know, you know how, you don't <laughs> yeah, know how yeah. Kingsley, but I'm trying to say <laughs> women who are listening, you would know how that feels. So I've been through there having some kids and the journey yeah. and some things. I learned them after the fact. Yeah. Oh, snap. Did I do that? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you did. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aisha, I know we can go on and on yeah. with this topic. Um, uh, there's a lot more we can talk about, and, and it, it's 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 big, it's grand. Yeah. Um, but tell me, um, what are you up to? What's happening for you? Uh, what's 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 going on for you? Um, what I am doing currently, I'm just really creating more content. Honestly, I'm just creating more content over at More Than a Mama series. Um, so I'm always looking to find new ways to help moms. That's what I'm most passionate about. Um, So I'll be doing that. And I have a couple lives coming up, some collaboration posts. I don't want to say who just yet because my schedule kind of changes a bit. But um, I'm looking to align with more moms. um, And we have some great things coming up. So stay tuned. If you want to know, you got to come to the page. So I'm not giving (laughs) everything to you right now. You got to come see what's going on. All right, all right. There it is, folks. Another episode of Relationship Factor. Uh, go check out our page, More Than a Mama series on Instagram. Some awesome stuff uh, uh, being posted out there. Um, as always, if you'd like to get more information, uh, go to our, uh, to our lifecollectivecounseling.com. That's where we have some stuff happening uh, and some counseling that resources you can find there. Hey, if you went through some stuff or you just want to tune up your relationship, book a session, relationship, uh, uh, life collective counseling uh, for couples counseling and sex therapy. Hey, folks, it's another episode. It's a wrap. 
relationship factor we all thanks aisha you're welcome thanks for having me bye